we actually have a farm upstate, Flowering Sun uh, Farm, and we're growing our vegetables. We're growing our vegetables. We're having actually growing mushrooms, our own mushrooms. So there is definitely this love for earth, this love for the community. Creative solutions are the best contributions we make. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. On the show, it's my job to tease out the creative solutions my guests are coming up with to change the world through creativity, social action, and mindset. I also give you tips and techniques so you can do the same. Hey there, this is Isolde. If you heard about this podcast on Friday and you just want to know what the codes are, here you go. If you go to the Jungle Cafe and you mention the Creative Solutions podcast and the number 131-131 between now and the end of July, you're going to get 15% off your meal and an iced coffee. How cool is that? And now back to our show. This episode is brought to you by my class, Meditation for Busy People, where you can discover clarity and joy in just five minutes a day. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast host, Podbean. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and check out our shop for merch, music, and musings. The links are all in the show notes. Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Super excited that you're here, and I am thrilled to be bringing you an unusual episode of the show because I am live, and I am here at one of my favorite places, the Jungle Cafe in Greenpoint in Brooklyn in New York City with the operator of this fabulous restaurant, Sebastian Rogowski. I am super excited to have him here to talk about essentially what his role is in this place and what this place is trying to do to better people, animals, the environment, pretty much everything. So I'm ridiculously excited that he's decided that he wants to talk with me about this because it's so, as you know, so important to my life. But let me tell you about the Jungle Cafe first. Jungle Cafe is a vegan restaurant in Greenpoint in Brooklyn, and they're dedicated to nutritious, wholesome vegan food at a reasonable price. They use traditional recipes and fresh ingredients. They also consciously prepare the high quality ingredients, support vegan cuisine, and avoid all animal products, yes. By doing that, they acknowledge the interconnectedness of our environment and spiritual and physical selves. Community members came together to design and create a happy, clean atmosphere at the Jungle Cafe so people could relax while enjoying their delicious food. Greenpoint community members personally built every last detail of the restaurant and they used reclaimed wood to do it. Yes! As a former NASA person, I have to tell you, this is all just catnip to me. I think if they have a credo at the Jungle Cafe, it's this, build it with love and people will feel it when they enter. And most guests, me included, agree upon entering. It just feels good to be in the Jungle Cafe. So Sebastian, I'm super happy to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time and welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to, to, to do this. I hope that, that this message will be taken in a good way so so you're going to notice that there's a little bit of a lag as we talk because i'm moving a microphone back and forth and back and forth but it's worth it let me tell you so sebastian i would love to we chatted a little bit about you earlier and i would love to get to know a little bit more about this place and what prompted you to be the operator of it and bring this little bit of veganism to greenpoint what led you here and how has it influenced your life and choices well uh, it all started a long long time ago Uh, actually nine years uh, even more we i came to new york city uh, seeking spiritual guidance and i found uh, a teacher that uh, decided to take me upon his wings and uh, uh, oh thank you so he decided i just food arrived that was the the little uh, situation here but uh, we and during that journey we were talking about uh, a lot about service 
and service to the community and how we can bring the practical part of the spirituality and how to really serve people and one of the things what we were talking about in our meditations and meetings that uh, we need to elevate the the food and nutrition and that it would be a great great uh, thing to start uh, a restaurant for to to educate people and to to serve and to show the people and the community that it is possible to eat uh, healthy it is possible uh, to eat simply and and affordably so uh, our teacher maestro manuel rufino uh, which uh, is the founder of this place uh, throw inspired us to to get together and to start planning so we had multiple meetings at at, uh, at our uh, community center in golden drum and we sat down uh, multiple evenings and we were going through menu and to operations and what we want to present and what way and so uh, we're sitting right now into in this uh, vision when we have community tables when we have a buffet so to to share with people the what we've been taught what what we've been inspired uh, to do uh, and to share that uh, if that eating vegan is not only uh, eating grass and eating salad you know that it's actually a beautiful journey into food and it's the cl- it's very clean and it's affordable and uh the nutrition value and health value is is just is just uh, I don't know. It's invaluable. You know, it's 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 a direct the direct source of of food. I don't want to. I don't like to get too mu- too political about things when it comes to when it comes to food. I we rather try to show it from a perspective of. Uh, inspiration from perspective of to, to, to give an example that it works and it's possible that that it, it is healthy and it is tasty and uh, so that's 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 the main main our main inspiration so and uh, I thought that the community responded really good and and uh, there are still customers that come in and and uh you know love our food so so that's that's uh that's that's the main the main vision uh we added on our way um we added another component because we 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 grew our community and we we actually have a farm upstate flowering sun uh, farm and we're growing our vegetables we're growing our vegetables we're having actually uh, uh, growing mushrooms our own mushrooms so so there is definitely this love for earth this love for uh, for the community and uh, most of our community members you know love to cook and love to share so we we all have some kind of kitchen backgrounds but we try to keep it somehow you know presentable so we we don't we don't go crazy on the menu but uh yeah that's 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 our story And I love that story. And I think it's great that you are approaching it from a, a cyclical perspective, right? You're taking, you're not going, oh, we're just going to cook the food and we're going to sell the food. You're building a community. And with with this farm, you're actually taking it from earth to table and then building the community to go out further. 
And I think, yay, that's that's terrific. And just so you know, if I, I took pictures so you'll be able to see it in the show notes. If you're listening to this, they've just dropped off avocado toast with tofu scramble and amazing looking pancakes and a fruit bowl. And these are all holistic whole ingredients, right? This is not, none of this is overly processed or anything. It's designed from looking at it. It's designed, and I, and I love it here. And I've, my favorite, I've, I've already told Sebastian this, my favorite uh, dish here is the mushroom potato tacos. Oh, so good. So if you're in New York City, come and visit for sure. And the, the whole point for me in listening to Sebastian, in listening to your answer, is that, that there was forethought and vision that came together to bring this place to fruition. And I'm, I'm you know, really grateful that I found this place and that you're doing it this way. I did want to ask, though, I mean, New York City is so diverse in its food options. And you're a one-room, small, small place, but you have a thriving community, which is great. But there are so many vegan restaurants coming and going and I guess I want to know, how do you do a day, you do a daily changing buffet, right? Which I think is incredible. And uh, I, I want to come to the Eastern European day, which is super cool. But how do you do that in, in a buffet that appeals? I've brought vegans and non-vegans to this place before. And you're showcasing the essence of vegan cuisine. And you're showcasing the essence of building community. How are you doing all of that while maintaining place that in a city where restaurants come and go almost every single day well I the reason behind the the change of the buffet daily is because uh, uh, we have a lot of customers that that are eating here almost daily there are even people that eat here uh, two times a day so for that uh, for that reason we also try to keep the food pretty fresh and also to show that uh that it is fresh because that that is that is, that is our our mission so we don't want to cook ahead of time we don't want to like keep things frozen we want to share the food as is in its pure pure form and fresh because that's what that's what we believe believe in that the most nutritionist value of the food is when it's done fresh and served fresh so so uh, it's it's there are definitely a few things behind it first of all the customer uh, will get bored if there is you know only polish tacos seven days a week which actually we tried at the beginning and we had buffet which was every day the same and we noticed that the interest of it was uh, was going down so we decided to incorporate and bring some food from different parts of the world so for example our tuesdays are indian tuesdays and there's a there's a, a you know eastern uh, thir- uh, Thursday. There's a Mexican Friday. Uh, there we well, we definitely we're trying to bring also some Asian uh, food. I think on Mondays and uh, Italian from those regions on uh, Wednesdays. So we're 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 just trying to keep it also fresh and interesting. And because that's what also food and cooking is. It's it needs to be. It needs to be done in the moment. It needs to be done and based on the needs of also of, of the person while when when somebody's eating because we we need different uh, nu- nutrients from different uh, sources. So if we're gonna keep eating, you know, potatoes every day, at the end our body naturally is gonna say, you know, that's enough. That's that's we we're we need something different. So that's what that's also like a part of the part of the practical you know teaching here is yes we're we need to keep switching things around because things accumulate in our body they're you know uh that that the body naturally needs to discard like for example spinach you know has uh, has nutrients that if if you keep eating every single day it will it'll create a poison in the body so but 
that's with most of the uh, ingredients, most of the vegetables. We we ha we need to we need to keep switching around. Also for the sake of just keeping also the dopamine levels up, you know, that's also food for our brain. But uh, but those are the main reasons that we're 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 doing that. See, now I'm fascinated because I I love the foods that I love. I love, and yes, I could eat potatoes three meals a day every single day. Uh, <laughs> you know, French fries, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes. I can change them up and do that, and it would be fantastic. Uh, in fact, when I was a kid in Moldova, before I knew how to cook, my older sister, who was only five years older than I was, I was two, she was seven. She would make me fried potatoes. Only she didn't understand that she needed to turn them so <laughs> so they were black on one side and raw on the other and I ate them happily so I my, my love for potatoes goes way back but what's interesting about that though to me is that you have you have a real concern I can say with making sure that your customers the people who are part of your community come in here and love love the food you said you had people who are coming sometimes twice a day to eat here, which I think is amazing. And if I live closer, I would be here twice a day. And and at the same time, one of the things, like I had a friend come in from out of town, and he said, where should we go? And I said, I have the perfect place, and I brought him here. And he loved, he loved, loved, loved it. He, he enjoyed his sandwich so much. And the thing is, I when people say to me, you know, recommend things, this is one of the places I recommend because I know they're going to have a good experience as well as really good food. But they're, most of my friends are vegan. And when people who are not vegan ask for recommendations, I don't know what to tell them because I don't eat at non-vegan places. I only, you know, really only eat at vegan places. So I guess my question to you is, uh, what steps do you all take to introduce the sort of greater New York City community to this place in order to get, and I don't, I'm not going, oh, you have a message of veganism and, and you're stuffing it down people's throats. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's more like, how do we, as people who care about the earth and care about the animals and care about what goes in our bodies and care about community, introduce people in a way that is not gonna be hitting them over the head? How do you do that with this place to invite new community members in? That is a great question. And uh, the way that we're doing it here, uh, we're trying to show the very familiar foods that are and and presenting them as vegan options so for example we ha we have we're we're using some of the uh uh like soy products like uh, meat alternatives uh that we bring to the restaurant we're using some of the uh burger patties uh that that we purchase uh, for the people uh, that are eating meat, that they feel like they're, <coughs> they're that they actually ate something because uh, there is some kind of like a general feel sometimes that oh I I don't feel uh, satisfied with with this because there's it's just salad or it's just a sandwich, so we have definitely like a f you know fake chicken. Or or beef that we uh, that we doing certain they have certain recipes that are let's say transition to to show the people that it actually tastes good in some actually some instance instances I feel like some of the things are tasting even better uh, and are easier to digest. Uh, of course, it's still it's still some of the things are, are processed and and we understand that. But we're trying to include we're we're into including the audience. We don't want to exclude anybody. We don't want anybody to feel like we're you know that we're into converting people on to to one one side. We we want to include people. We want to for people 
from all walks, from all traditions and from everywhere to feel welcome and to feel inspired, to feel that they are taken care of here, that, that you know, when they're eating, there are some f- options for, uh, for vegan people, there are f- options for people that eat raw, we have raw salads. Uh, we have, you know, like we have, for example, macroball. That's for people who are, who have some ma- macrobiotical uh, diets. So, so we're trying to include as much as possible, not to like close ourselves uh, in. And I feel like we have foods that that uh, you know multiple times. Uh, there are customers that come in, and there's a couple and. Uh, uh, for example, either uh, one one of one of the person is vegan and one of the uh, people in the relationship is not, and and they're like, no, no, I'm gonna go next door. I have I need a burger, so I'm just. I, we always try to like, you know, talk to the customer and inspire or say, hey, you know, how about you try this, you know, this on the house, or maybe you try the nuggets, or maybe you try a burger or or a taco or. Uh, something to 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 break that l- little uncomfortable bubble that sometimes is there some misconception and and I know that in there are some uh, I myself I was also at the beginning when I got into a vegan veganism I uh, I felt like I need to like really preach about it and really like convince people but in a very like uh, uh, I don't know religious way or like like very uh, trying to convert and it it, I noticed that a lot of uh, there was a lot of opposition even more opposition came with that so I, I changed my approach and inclusion definitely works much better and and just to say hey you know just try it you know that's it's nothing there's no strings attached so <laughs> just so we, we're, we're trying to do it in 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 that way you know so and i i love that and it's funny because i i don't know how you grew up you and i are from similar parts of the world uh, I grew up a hardcore carnivore. I ate meat all the time, never gave a thought to what it was I was eating until I was in college. And uh, once I started sort of going, oh, what part of the cow was that that I just ate when I was eating a burger? Once I started figuring all of that out and started thinking about it, it sort of became a natural thing. And I too was hardcore <laughs> for a while. I went into this place where uh, I you know, everybody should be vegan. And, and in my heart of hearts, I believe that we all could be vegan, but that's not, that's not the point of this episode. But uh, what was interesting to me and what is interesting now, I post food all the time on my socials, for example. And whenever I eat, like this will go up on my socials. And, and why? Because I love inviting exploration of food you know, that we can explore food together and it doesn't have to be limited by it's not a meal unless it's got a dead animal on it. So so that's kind of where I am. And part of it for me, the awakening for me was, uh, look, I've worked at NASA for many years and working at NASA, I was very much into the environment and still am. And being an environmentalist meant to me being sustainable and sustainability is gonna be better accomplished if you are leaving a smaller footprint which means no animal agriculture so I guess the question that I have for you next is I I know that you are all practicing sustainability as much as possible I would love to know how this place incorporates eco-friendly practices you've already mentioned that you source from your own farm which is cool what other things are you doing to sort of embrace conservation and sustainability Uh, we're we're trying to use products and trying to do our research as much as possible uh, and use the products that are environment friendly as much as we can. There are certain things that we cannot avoid. We still use propane in our 
kitchen we still you know because that's what we have as a resource right now and and uh, we're just trying to keep updating and going with the with the flow and going with the compostable and and uh, uh, you know to go containers or or you know plastic products we're trying to avoid as much as possible so we are definitely into that 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 practice we at the moment we're not able yet to completely eliminate it because uh like i said we're definitely are in in this mainframe of working under certain uh health codes and uh that we need to use certain products. So, but again, we we keep researching. We keep uh, we keep trying to be as updated as possible. So, and to and to have for the customer to have you know the best experience. And and if we find out that there is better products, we 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 incorporate them. We we incorporate them. Uh, you know, one of the f- also things that we're, we were big is is our water. So we I we made sure that that uh, we did some research and and found some you know water specialist, and we got ourselves a very very nice and expensive uh, water water filtration system for the water to be really clean, because we believe that yes, we we would like to uh, uh, share the that uh, resource but we want to make sure that it's also clean that doesn't have any you know chemicals and so so as much as we can we're we're doing that that's why yes there a lot of if you look around there's the tables are you know made out of reclaimed wood the the light fixtures but still on the you know the pipes are cast iron pipes the the doors are aluminum so you know if we could we definitely would build it out of earth you know uh, fully and and surf on a on a uh, banana leaf but i don't know if uh, new york uh, uh new york uh, city uh, health department would really uh, you know, give us a, a good grade uh, for doing that. So, so, so we're trying to 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 do that as much as possible. And what's interesting, like for me right now, we're eating our fabulous lunch that your that your wonderful cooking staff uh, made for us on china plates and with metal silverware. It's not plastic. It's not. It, it's reusable, right? And that to me. I love that, and and my job, and I think we who are the community, um, for example, hang on, I carry my own napkin, right? I carry my own cloth napkin because whenever I can, I'll use that, right, so that I minimize it. So I think we as a community can come together, and, and that's all of us. We could all be carrying a cloth napkin and then reusing that cloth napkin. Why? Because then few, few, fewer trees are being killed, right? So, so when we're doing this, when we're talking about the community itself and we're talking about the way you've innovated in this place with the reclaimed wood. And, you know, it's funny because I recognize the reclaimed wood on the tables and, and, the, and the benches but did not notice the lights. They are reclaimed wood too. And I'm going to need to take a few more pictures so that if you're listening to this, you can see it. Because these folks are innovating, but they're innovating more naturally. And I just, I freaking love that. So, but let's talk a little bit more about the, the food itself, right? When we're talking about being creative and being innovative, I'd love to know, like, this stuff, it tastes amazing. My, my, my pancakes are incredible. They're so flavorful. They taste really fresh. But innovation and creativity, and this is the Creative Solutions Podcast, so we, we can actually... <laughs> We should be talking about creativity and innovation. So what are some of the techniques and ingredient combinations that you've introduced into your dishes to sort of challenge the perceptions or maybe the misconceptions of vegan food of the greater community? Mm, well, it is innovative, but at the same time, it's going back 
we're going back to the roots we're trying to go back to nature and to to in innovative way to just bring back the nutrients to 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 the people because i think it's very important and it's uh to know how to uh create your own dish or for example if you're going to a restaurant or going to the store that uh you're you're listening to your body what what it needs so so we we're trying to when we're creating the dishes we're uh we're trying to include all of the nu- nutritional knowledge that that we have that we're also still learning and uh, into our dishes and i know that there's a lot of uh, you know discussions about certain um certain products i know that and i noticed recently online there's a lot of discussions about avocados and almonds but if you come to jungle cafe you can you definitely will find a lot of legumes a lot of grains uh you know chickpeas peas uh um lentils all kinds of legumes and uh, all kinds of grains from rice to buckwheat to quinoa which are very uh, big sources of protein and uh and i you know and all the vitamins and i i think that's also uh, there's a lot of discussion about malnutrition and like because it's it's it takes it takes a skill really to be vegan at least that's what i think that it, it you really need to stay on top of your nutrition and to make sure that it's not only you know a toast avocado toast every every and and potatoes it, it, there needs to be some some so there needs to be some vegetables there needs to be some 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 variety and making sure that the that we're getting full full nutrition so so here we're we're trying to stay on top of that and we're trying to also incorporate into general uh ideas of the food and trying to present them in in such a way that they are appealing and they are sort of new but at the same time they're going back to to the roots to going back to the to the nature of of our of uh, our existence and that we we are mainly uh you know e- were eating vegetables before the consumption of meat is just right now very big but even even before when we talk about eating meat was was very was once in a while most of the the staple diet even of native american people here were you know squash corn and and and, and beans that was the staple three sisters yes so so that's the staple so we're trying to also to to incorporate that all those all those very satisfying and nutritious foods and to present them in a fresh way that so that way it's not you know it's so it's appealing so it's it's looks new as like oh my gosh this is you know amazing so that's 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 the way we're doing that Yeah, it's so cool that you mentioned the three sisters uh putting on my NASA geek hat for a minute. I worked in soil science at NASA for many years and what's interesting about the three sisters is if you plant them such that you actually do a cover crop of one then the next and the next season after season, the nutrients they leave behind after you've harvested them help the next plant grow. So there is a there's an interconnectedness even there and there's an interplay there. So when when you're eating this this kind of food when you're eating vegan when you're eating the three sisters which is squash, corn and beans, if you eat them in sort of a properly nutritious way, you're going to be getting nutrients that complement each other and give each other even more of a boost. 
when you eat them. So this place is already doing it. I mean, th- th- this is one of the reasons I was like so excited about being here and doing this this interview with you, Sebastian, is because you're already doing so many things that uh, subconsciously or unconsciously we could be doing, but you're doing it with intentionality. And I would love to ask you this question, and I know it sounds pedantic, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Intentionality to me is so important, and I'm sure that you've had customers who've come to this place, who've become part of the community. Do you have any stories that you can share, that, you know, that you're free to share, about some of the transformations that I'm sure have happened when people come and join this community and, and eat this incredibly sort of whole food? Uh, definitely, there are uh, plenty of stories from people that just come in once in a while and they feel much better. They, there's, there, were, there are plenty of people that came here and uh, came to the restaurant and started coming in and started coming in and they just decided that they want to be vegetarian or vegan and... Uh, definitely we have we are asking like one particular story or I we definitely have plenty of people that that did that that came in and slowly in time it didn't take a week it didn't take two weeks but in few years uh, because we're here already this is going to be our ninth year in August August 1st, our nine-year anniversary. And uh, yeah, that they, they were coming here and they decided to go vegetarian or decided to go vegan because some people still have attachment to, right, to cheese or to eggs, but they des- decided to do that because they, they, they felt like it's, it's, it's much better for them. Uh, there were many, many... Uh, people that came to the community and uh, healed a lot of their their problems eczemas uh, uh, stomach problems digestive issues and uh, colon problems because we also in the community we we share we 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 practice you know fasting we practice uh, all all kinds of uh, uh, practices that help to to heal to help with the digestion to help with the uh, immune system you know we 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 like to do that because some some simple practice of of for example fasting once a week is a tremendous is a tremendous help for for the system because it we give ourselves uh for example, we give ourselves a day off, let's say 24 or 40 hours of no eating. And w- what we don't realize is our system completely switches into, you know, taking the garbage out of, 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 our, of our city, our, our inner city. So, mm, so uh, definitely we shared, we shared that with the customers. I personally keep sharing where, wherever I, whenever I sit down uh you know with people and friends and we have some uh, lectures about nutrition so we keep sharing uh those those messages we keep sharing the uh, the knowledge and and some people like you like i think you notice some people just come and go and it's a little bit of like a uh trendy factor of like hey you know let's uh let's uh let's just go go in because it's you know it's it's right right now it's very popular and some people find find and see that oh this is working i i need to go deeper oh this is uh this is i i actually feel better i actually you know i actually stopped you know i don't know having problems with with elimination or you know i my head s- stopped hurting 
if I put down this product or that product and and uh, uh, that's that's generally why what I can share there's there's definitely uh, even my wife because uh, she was uh, uh, having some skin issues and eczemas throughout years and diet and uh, some of the practices and fasting and going gluten-free she was able to overcome and go out of the 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 skin breakouts and and so it it is beneficial you know i i personally also am living an ex- a living example that is just great i feel much better I feel my, I, w- I was also uh, you know raised in in Poland full you know carnivore there's no soup without the bone there there's no it's t- telling you know my grandmother that they want a vegetarian soup she was just like okay so I'm going to take out the the chicken from the soup and here you go it's vegetable soup so that's that's uh, that's uh, where where I'm coming from that this kind of like uh it, it was socially awkward to do that and I remember also having some vegan friends and it was difficult for them you know in in especially in those times right now it's it's more of a, like more acceptable than before which I'm so grateful for such a great opportunity so many options you know uh, I remember when when even even like 14, 13 years ago when we were going to the store and trying to get something gluten-free, it was so difficult. It was so difficult. We, I remember m- my wife just crying up that, you know, she can't eat uh, right now. It's just, it's just amazing. So I'm very happy that that, that change is happening. And uh, yeah, we, I, I feel it. I feel it. I, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend uh, vegan, vegan diet. I highly recommend all the practice that can come with it, like fasting, like, uh, you know, there's some colonics and enemas that we can do. So all of it, it's, it's, uh, you know, and, you know, sometimes just sitting down and meditating just to calm down because all all of that if you know i i don't know how about you but i have definitely a tendency to like get myself busy and get something in and eat in the car and all of a sudden i forget that i actually ate so i eat again and it's like it's a little bit difficult but that's also part of the practice that we try to like you know there was a moment that we <coughs> that we didn't we were not sharing wi-fi for that reason for people just to sit down and without the phone just eat a meal in 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 peace you know it's difficult in in this uh, social media you know bombarding situation but uh, but uh, that's what we're 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 trying to offer as much as possible and uh there's plenty of examples uh, of people really getting out of of uh, even heavier disease of cancers, and we have we definitely have few of them in our community that that by just by changing the nutrition, the body naturally just started to to fight and started to to restore and get back into balance so for us it's all about going back to nature and going back and bringing back the balance that's fabulous i love it and i'm also a success story i i am open about this a lot i manage hypothyroidism naturally i don't take any medicine nor drugs for it in part because the original thyroid hormone came from cow thyroids, and so I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. And through through my diet, through meditation, is what I'm doing, 
as far as and the doctors are my sister's a doctor and she's like you need to write a paper because you should not be able to regulate your hypothyroidism like this you should have to be on meds and I don't and so it's possible and neither one of us is a you know nutritionist or whatever Uh, we're giving you the recommendations really like do your research really get in touch with whoever it is that you trust and see about the kinds of choices that you can make. But also, I encourage you to be a critical thinker. You know, look at the options before you and give it some thought, really. that's the, uh, To me, that's the best way. Like, make your decisions by being an engaged and educated consumer, if you will. And that that's the kind of thing that is, to me, the, the best way, is when you make an educated decision, you're making it f- as much as possible for the good of all because that's what being educated means. And it's interesting that you said about meditation and not and running through. I literally yesterday released an online class called Meditation for Busy People because there's so many people who are too busy to meditate. And I went, you know what? I'm going to see if I can help because meditation and mindfulness practice changed my life. It completely changed my life many years ago. And it's all part and parcel of the same thing. And so I guess the question I have for you before we end this wonderful conversation, uh, I have just a couple more questions. The question I have for you is with, with this intention that we're talking about, this meditative quality to your, to your presentation, and it's, it might sound kind of weird, but what would a sense of peace and a sense of success look like for you with this place five, 10 years from now? What would sense of peace look like? Peace and success. Peace and success. success. You know the. It's uh, as long as the customers are feeling it and we are able to maintain the quality on all levels what we're serving to the community and I think that's a success when we are able to help our local community because uh, I keep hearing that message from uh, multiple uh, elders from from uh, from traditions that if you want to you know change it has to come you know it has to come from from the from small unit from the family from you know treating your closest people uh, the best best you can so so i I think success would be if you know if if the community is still supporting us in five years then i i i think we're we're successful because it's it's uh, they are our thermometer of if we're doing things right because the customer come come in and and let us know say hey you know what's going on guys (laughs) why is this happening I know this the the following you know so so it's really good really good to have that feedback and uh, I mean we were we would love to we would love to you know grow and you know have have some other locations but but we're 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 happy right now where we are here and uh, we love to serve I think that's a success and uh and and to maintain that peace it is really hard it is it's really the life is 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 really especially in in new york city it's it's really fast i i you know it's things need to be done there's you know there's tons of coffee poured every single day just like millions of gallons and sometimes it's it's hard to catch up but uh, 
but I, I, I think, I think it's, it's successful if we are able to keep, keep doing that and keep attracting people and, and inspire them somehow. That, that's for me. I think it's, it's, it's success. That's fantastic. I love it. Uh, I, I will say for my own self, being in in this place. I always feel a sense of homecoming when I come in here, just kind of, ah, <laughs> when you like where you live, when you find a place that reminds you of where you live, that's a really good thing. And this place does. There's a, there's a wonderful cafe in Greenbelt, Maryland called the New Deal Cafe, which I used to live there uh, when I lived in the D.C. area, and it's got a very similar vibe. And so it's, they call it the community living room because people can come and they play chess and checkers and they, they were for a time all vegan and it was just this space that felt like if you if you want to go to a place where you can be yourself, you can eat really good food, and you'll make a friend sitting at the next table, that's the place. And I feel that way about, about the Jungle Cafe. I really do, that it's that similar kind of uh, atmosphere and vibe. So I'm really grateful to all of you that you've done this, to all of you who are, have worked and continue to work so hard to make it happen. I want to give the address so that if you are visiting New York City or if you live here, you need to come check this place out, vegan or not, come and check out there at 131 Greenpoint Avenue in Brooklyn. And they're right near Transmitter Park. Here's what I do. I come here, I grab dinner, I get dessert to go, and then I go down to Transmitter Park and I watch the sunset. So that's my thing. <laughs> I highly recommend that. It's, it's just wonderful. But before we go, I'm going to ask you, Sebastian, if you would uh, give the socials, give how somebody... In, in addition to coming here, what are some ways people can find out more about the community, your, your Instagram or your website and all of that? And then I'll have just one more question for you before we sign off. Oh, my gosh. You're putting, putting me on the spot a little bit. I feel a little bit, I feel a little bit like a dinosaur with, uh, with social media. But uh, you can definitely find Jungle Cafe uh, on the Instagram. You can uh, follow us at the uh, jungle cafe uh, underscore. underscore nyc and uh, we're also part of the uh, golden drum golden drum you can follow uh, the golden drum in new york city it's also uh, our neighbors and we cooperate there's also flowering sun uh, the farm that we're also associated so we work very closely together if you would like to participate if you'd like to participate and w- just eating or you would like to we have uh, we have uh, uh, definitely s- some volunteers that that are coming to the uh, flowering some farm and they can come in and and plant some uh, some food and participate also there uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's our main. Those are our main contacts. Uh, uh, Instagram, we have a lot of pictures. I don't know how our Facebook account is, but uh, but Instagram is definitely is definitely there. So um, you can also uh, send us emails at uh, junglecafe.nyc at gmail dot com um, or call us. Uh, uh, to the jungle so awesome and the last thing is the website is junglecafenyc.com and that is uh, you'll see all sorts of stuff you'll get their hours they just expanded back into breakfast so now people are going to be coming three times a day which is awesome <laughs> uh, yeah and also I, I have to say where I'm sitting uh, every single piece of art on the wall you know me I'm, I'm, I'm a complete art geek so every single piece of art on the wall is one I would like to have in my own living room um, seriously especially that one with the with the water and the animals and the goddess and the tiger and I love that one so much I think I've taken a picture of it and posted it on the on my Instagram because it's so beautiful and so evocative anyway before I start getting off onto art, I have one more question for you, Sebastian. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're like, I have so much to do, but you took the time and I really appreciate it uh, to have this great conversation with me. I have one last question that I ask everybody who comes on the show. And it's a strange little question, but I find that it can yield some profound results. 
And the answer is this. If you had an airplane, environmentally friendly, of course, that could skywrite anything for the whole world to see, what would you say? Okay. Uh, I would say... Oh my gosh, definitely putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I would say that uh, don't take yourself too seriously and lighten up. And if you can find a way to laugh at yourself, you will always have a good time. I love that. That's perfect. And in fact, I did a thing. Everybody, I've got like over 500 answers. Everybody who's been on the show has answered this question. And I took a whole bunch of them. When I, when I hit 50,000 downloads, I took a whole bunch of those and put them all in one little episode. So ev just everybody's answers. And just listening to like 10 minutes of people just giving their brief advice for life, the universe and everything is amazing. And I think yours is going to close out the next section. So when I do it again, yours will be the last because it's fabulous. Hey, this is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast, and we're doing a special bonus little episode. Something that we forgot to do in the original episode was to do a taste test, and I'm going to let Sebastian of the Jungle Cafe tell you what we're about to taste test, and then we're going to taste test it, and I get to give you my review right now, live on the air. So we are about to taste test uh, our uh, new cookie, that's uh, oatmeal raisin coconut cookie. We have also uh, a fruit bowl and we have an avocado uh, breakfast toast. So that's, that's uh, what we are ta gonna taste right now. Awesome, and uh, just to add in real quickly that the cookie is also gluten-free. Yeah, all vegan and gluten-free. So here we go, I'm gonna pause this while we taste test it so that you're not listening to me chew and then I'll be right back with the review. Okay, I'm back. I just made Sebastian laugh because I said I'm gonna start talking while I'm chewing because this cookie is to die for. Okay, so let me tell you about the cookie. First of all, it's not wholly crunchy. It's not one of those where you're like biting it and it feels like you're gonna get scratched on the mouth. It's got a beautiful mouthfeel. It's got some crunch to it, but then immediately upon biting into it, it's very easy to chew and it's a delightful taste. It's not too sweet. The coconut comes through. The oatmeal comes through. The raisins aren't too plentiful, which is good for me because I'm not a huge, gigantic raisin in my cookie fan. What's really good about though is like it feels, when I'm, when I'm eating it, when I'm chewing it, it feels like, yeah, this is what I should be eating right now. You know, this is, it seems synergistic and symbiotic just by putting the darn thing in my mouth. Um, it feels almost like, are there nuts in it? Is there nut in this? It feels almost like there is a little bit coconut. There's a coconut in it. So there's coconut flakes, there's oatmeal, the raisins. It's, again, crunchy if you like crunch, but it's got that soft chewiness as soon as you start eating it. I love it. Now we're going to taste the fruit bowl and then the breakfast avocado toast. I'll be right back. Okay, we're about to taste the fruit bowl. Here's the thing about the fruit bowl. In the fruit bowl, we have what looks like blackberries, raspberries, orange, pineapple, blueberry, and strawberry. There might be something underneath, but I'm about to have something. I'm going to have a little bit of all of it. And I took a picture of it so that you'll be able to see it in the show notes, but I have to say it just looks fresh. It looks delicious. It's colorful. You know how they say you should eat a rainbow every day? This one fruit bowl, you're pretty much getting like six-seventh of the rainbow. So I'll be right back. I'm going to give you my thoughts on the fruit bowl. Okay, here's my immediate reaction on the fruit bowl. There's cantaloupe in there too, just so you know. And the beauty of, of eating this right now is that it all tastes obviously fresh, but it's juicy, it's sweet, it's amazing. And Sebastian, I was going to ask you, how much of this is something that's coming from the farm that you have? The fruits are actually, we purchased them. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, pretending that uh, we're growing oranges or cantaloupes. But those, the, most of those fruits are we, we purchase from, from the market. The garnish is very possible that it's from the 
from our farm. Mostly our farm flowering sun uh, grows vegetables, sprouts and mushrooms, a lot of mushrooms. So uh, all the mushrooms that we have in the jungle cafe are coming from flowering sun, our farm. That's cool. And what's interesting about that is, as any farmer will tell you, you have to plant in the zones, right? You're not going to plant and try and grow avocados in an environment like in New York City or even north of New York City. That would just be an exercise in futility and disappointment. And the same with all the other tropical fruits. You're really not going to want to do that. The key, I think, when you're doing any kind of food service like this is, yes, you want to make it delicious and minimize how much how much distance it has to travel to get to you if you're thinking about being environmentally conscious or conservationist and yet you're still as as they are here at jungle cafe interested in presenting and and you'll see the picture it looks amazing in presenting food that works well together and that's something that i didn't talk about and i should talk about okay i've already said this a couple of times my favorite dish is the mushroom potato tacos they're just amazing and Rich, my husband, and I, I had it two times ago. He didn't. This last time we were here, he got it, too. And he was like, okay, you're right. This is amazing. And he said it's, it tastes very Russian to him, which I thought was very interesting. He's like, he's like it tastes like something your mother might make. And it, it does. That, that combination. Um, there's a restaurant in Queens called Chibriechnaya, which is, uh, it's really, it's supposed to be Azerbaijani food, but they're kind of all Eastern European now. And what's interesting about it is that they have these chiburiks, which are pastries with mushrooms or pastries with potatoes or pastries with cherries or pa- and when you have that kind of food put together the mushrooms and potatoes together you go to me of course it feels like home it feels like something my mom would cook but again these folks are combining here at the jungle cafe they're combining flavors and textures in a way that is just really it's delicious and you know that you're going to have this explorational, I guess, or exploratory experience with your food because some of these flavors, some of these textures, some of these ingredients, you don't often see put together outside of a certain set of cultures. So again, you need to check it out. All right, now we're going to go to the avocado toast and try that too. I'll be right back. Okay, I am back after having tasted the avocado breakfast toast. And we started talking about the fact that they don't oversalt their food, and I love that. And Sebastian was just saying something that I think you need to hear. Here we go. Here's Sebastian about how much salt there is in their food and why. This is... Uh, <coughs> sorry, I'm also part of the taste testing here, the taste testing team. But uh, we. this is part of our inclusion uh, system because we we want to make sure that everybody is included the people who can't use uh, too much salt or people who just don't like over salted things and uh, you know on every on each table we have salt and pepper so if you feel like need a little bit more you can always uh, bless yourself with so with some salt yeah so isn't that awesome like oh we can make choices, right? And then I love that they, here they give you uh, the choices that you need to make. You know, you, you can make the choice. You, I want more salt? Great. But having less salt in the food originally means that you can add to what's good for you. And if you're one of those people like I am who I don't like salt anyway, but I'm also not supposed to have salt because of some hereditary weirdness in my family, um, I don't want to eat salt. Even even if I liked it, I wouldn't be able to eat it. So having less of it is a beautiful thing for me. And and it, one of the things that I'm, I'm really realizing about this place as I'm sitting here and eating and enjoying the heck out of my food is that it's empowering the customer, right? The, the customer is empowered to make choices. And you know me, I believe in, in having freedom of choice above all else. So having that place of where you have the freedom of choice and then you combine it with compassion like these folks have I feel like I'm a commercial I'm not a commercial I'm not affiliated with this place other than being a huge fan so but but it is interesting to have that notion of oh we get to choose and it's intentional that's something that Sebastian said that I, I, I thought was really interesting it's about 
in the intentionality of their service here. And being intentional and having a focus on compassion and veganism, yes, but the, the compassion not just for the animals, but also for the community, for the people who are coming here to eat. And there was a woman in here just now who Sebastian mentioned started coming here when they opened almost nine years ago, right? So she's coming here every week. And she, she's a lifelong, she's a lifer, right? She's an OG, as they say. And what's interesting about that to me is that this is the kind of place that once you start coming here, it becomes kind of part of your self-care, self-happiness routine. And I love that. I love that I feel welcome and I love that I feel peaceful whenever I'm here. So I just wanted to have that. And I think we're done taste testing, but the stuff I tasted was amazing. I don't even know if I told you about the avocado toast now that I think about it. Let me talk about that. So here's the thing. Okay, first of all, the bread is toasted, like you would expect. But again, it's not a hard. It's one of those things where it's crunchy, but then immediately it softens like I want my bread to. There's uh, a fake and bacon kind of thing in there. The tofu is nicely spiced. I tasted a couple of different things. There's a little bit of cumin in there. It's really good. Ter- uh, not tarragon. Oh, my goodness. What's the name of the yellowing spice? It's not saffron. Turmeric. Thank you. I was like, ah. Turmeric is in there. And then there's avocado layered on top. And it's like an entire freaking avocado. They are not chintzy with their avocados here, which I'm very grateful for. And it's what's interesting is it, it came on a plate with pancakes. And I don't know if this is a, a meal, but as... Uh, Isaul, who is uh, the manager of the of the place and cooked up the amazing food, he said as he brought it over, he's like, well, there, here's something a little sweet and a little savory. And I went, you are my people because I love it that way. I love things that are, I love sweet and sour together. I love sweet and savory together. And this place, again, is intentional about how it serves you the food that you're going to eat. So everything is fresh. Everything's delicious. And you got to come check it out. As always, this is Isolde Trachtenberg with a special bonus episode here. It's sort of a continuation of the episode that Sebastian and I just recorded so that you can get a little bit more information about this place and that you can see a little bit more about how they do what they do. As always, I remind you to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Sebastian, thank you once again for being on the show. This has been such a delight. I am at the Jungle Cafe. We are, you can hear people are talking around us. The blenders are going. They're making their smoothies and lunches in the way. It's amazing. You should come. You should just come and check this out. You know, when I, when I interviewed Chef Guy Vaknin, uh, when he, I think it was when he opened Willow and maybe even when he opened Coletta, he said, you know, to me, veganism is about building community of people who all want to make the world a better place. And I went, yeah, that's it. And this is, this is a place like that. This is a place that's, that's in the process, that's striving to make the world a better place every single day with every single meal they serve, with every single person they greet to come into their fabulous vibe. So check out Jungle Cafe. I know I sound like a commercial. I have no affiliation. I have to say that I have no affiliation with this place other than I think it's fabulous. You need to come check it out. This is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast, reminding you that the class is out, Meditation for Busy People. You know how to find it. There's going to be a link in the show notes, reminding you that this is the time to make the decisions that are best for yourself. And as always, I remind you to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. (music) Thank you.